0: Podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I am Claire. I am Tammy. Where's Will? Tammy? I am Where's Jonathan. Will? Oh. <laughs> oh, excuse me, excuse me. You will get introduced. Oh. <laughs> and
1: I'm Jumping
0: will. the gun, Jonathan. That is. Oh. Wow, that was nice. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. It was like we rehearsed it. Oh. <laughs> Welcome, Jonathan. Hello. Hi. You are replacing Will this week because Will has a life and is not recording with us this week. And you don't have a life, John, so you are with us.
1: Apparently not. (laughs) Um, I can. Let me see if I can drop my voice two octaves and I can be Will. Hi, guys.
2: (laughs) Nice. Nice.
0: You have to make it a thousand times more sultry. Yeah, I don't think I have that. I I
1: haven't reached that level of sultriness yet, but I will do my best.
0: Um, like you do actually have more of a life than me and Tammy in, in one way, uh, John, because as you told us before we were recording, you have not seen all of Daredevil season three. Please tell us about your experience of this show that we're going to talk about. I uh,
1: I did not have time to catch up. And when I realized I wasn't going to, I mean, to begin with, I canceled my Netflix subscription two months ago. Uh, right before Daredevil came out, <laughs> largely because it was hacked and I just didn't want to deal with it. But uh,
0: oh, no, that's okay. yeah,
1: some guy in Argentina was watching uh, kids shows, so I didn't feel like dealing with it. Um, <laughs> but uh, when I realized I wasn't going to have time, I renewed my Netflix subscription quickly and then sat down and watched uh, read recaps of the first seven or first nine episodes, <laughs> and then watched episodes ten and eleven. <laughs>
0: Wow. Did you know who all the characters were? Or were you like, oh, so this must be yeah, this the guy recaps, I've read about? <laughs>
1: the recaps were detailed enough that I was able to follow along with no problem. So at least I was able to understand. But, you know, Daredevil's one of those shows. You can pretty much drop in anywhere. Each episode is self-contained. It's not like... like
0: friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's,
1: it's kind of the sitcom of the Marvel Netflix series. It's uh, <laughs> real light, real fun.
0: Oh, can you imagine if it had canned laughter? Like there was a live studio audience for Daredevil? It would be so weird.
1: <laughs> I, I kind of want someone on the internet to do that now. <laughs> just come up with a few scenes where they just drop in
0: laughter. Oh, that would be really weird. Like when, this... like, Fisk is talking to the to Mrs. Fob about the painting. Yeah. And there's yeah, yeah. just an audience like, oh no.
1: Well, or when anyway. Foggy, when Foggy's trying to be mad at Matt and he's yelling at him. <laughs> him at Matt. That just keeps agreeing with him, and he's like, this, "It's not easy to yell at you when you uh, when you keep agreeing with me." That's a perfect spot. For Every like, time Foggy that-
0: comes on screen, the audience should <laughs> like cheer. It'd be great. It can we say?
1: Can I say before we get in here? I don't remember what Foggy's hair looked like in the Defender series, but I really like this short hair
0: yeah.
1: look for him. I think he looks a lot better.
0: I do. I, well, I think his hair was still. It wasn't long. It was longer, I think, than this, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, I think it's gotten.
0: And shorter then I think it went in short in Jessica Jones season two. Yeah, done. Yeah, he becomes more sensible as his hair gets shorter. I
3: mean, Jonathan, <laughs> since you haven't watched the, the series up until now, I will say you've missed one of Foggy's best lines, which is. Yes. Uh, they're all up in you're <laughs> So there's <laughs> that. <laughs> What?
1: That's an amazing line.
3: <laughs> how that wasn't in one of your recaps. That that you're should recap. uh, it should have been in the
0: recap.
1: It should have been the title
3: no. of the recap. This, uh, this episode brought to you by Chili. Get
0: on with <laughs> <in> it. <laughs> just... You know how Jessica Jones, like, names the episodes after lines in the script? Mm-hmm. I kind of wish Daredevil did that, so the episode was called All Up in the Chili." <laughs> Uh, news for this week, guys, a little bit. Um with the Daredevil cancellation. I actually at the moment have no idea what's happening with it. I don't know if you read other stuff, Tammy. I've read stuff this week that said it was definitely Netflix that cancelled it, and I've read stuff that said no, it was definitely Marvel that cancelled it which seems weird because it's their show, who, you know. I know no, I've read I, that I, the writers had no idea that it was going to be cancelled.
3: Yeah, I have a... I mean, obviously, none of us are there, so we really actually don't know. But Mm -hmm. considering it was Netflix that came out with this statement, and the way that I read it is they cancelled it. Yeah, me too. And that was their own statement. So it would be... you would think that if it was Marvel that cancelled, they would have either allowed Marvel to make the cancellation um, notice or... Or they would have said that it was Marvel because they know that people like the show and that this season in particular has gotten um, really good reviews. So I would think they'd want to throw Marvel under the bus if that were the case.
0: And also, as far as I understand, the writers working on the show are working for Marvel. And they were literally coming up with stuff for season four. Uh, when they were in the writer's room, they all went to lunch, and during lunch was when they found out that the show was cancelled. So it would seem weird that Marvel would do that to its own staff. I don't know. It sounds odd. Um, Charlie Cox was asked about this, obviously being the lead of the show, and he said, um, and I quote, a lot of us really expected to keep going, and I certainly did. The truth is, I felt like we had a lot of stories to tell, and although I understand the cancellation, I'm very saddened by that. It's just how business works, but also these characters mean a lot to people. It's weird to think there's a chance I won't be playing Matt Murdoch ever again. That's a bizarre feeling because the character has been such a huge part of my life for the last four and a half years. I was like <laughs> uh, yeah and yeah. The,
1: I mean the, the real I mean the article that you posted last week, Tammy, was yeah. the, I read that one and it made a lot of sense like it made yeah. perfect sense why they any element like Marvel or Disney or Netflix would cancel yeah like they there's no reason to believe that with Disney, Disney making a uh, their own streaming service that they're gonna let any of their properties be out and, or licensed to someone else um, mm-hmm. And from Netflix's point of view, I, I totally get it. but the frustrating part about these agreements is they're Byzantine enough that it's possible that even though they're canceling Daredevil uh, that they'll never be able to create a new Daredevil, yeah with Charlie Cox on um yeah, on the Disney streaming service, which is the frustrating part is there's no reason from a uh, viewer point of view why that can't just port directly over, but the contracts may be written to the point that they just can't
0: because they can't do that version of the character. Mm-hmm. so they might have to do a different version, you know, and for that they would want to lean in maybe a you know, you don't know, like maybe more in a comedic or a lighter tone yeah. um, right. and for that they get a different actor because you know, the actor's not interested in doing that kind of lighter tone or the actor's not suitable for that right. kind of tone it's, it's, also, yeah, it's frustrating
1: the one thing that gives me any hope for it is the fact that the writers did actually work for Marvel rather than for Netflix
2: mm-hmm. which
1: means that there's a at least the possibility that those contracts will be more easily, easily uh, moved over I don't know exactly how it works, but I feel like with the with them being Marvel employees rather than Netflix employees, there's a greater possibility that we might see this again over on the Disney streaming service.
0: I hope so. I find it um one other thing I read from this week in regards to this was that I agree was someone pointed out that there hasn't been um, any comment as as far as I can tell, by Jeff Loeb who runs the sort of the TV side of things for Marvel. Uh, it seems weird that he hasn't done any comment on the cancellation of Iron Fist, Luke Cage, or Daredevil. And if they, if he has, and if anyone's listening and knows he has, then please let me know. Um, but that kind of seems, I don't know, unusual that he wouldn't announce something about it. Everything seems to be from Netflix, you know, like Netflix is saying the character will continue with Marvel. But Marvel aren't saying anything.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, It just seems odd. Um, in other news, they are developing a Shang-Chi movie at Marvel, which um, is pretty cool because it's going to be the first uh, Marvel movie or MCU movie to have an Asian-American as a protagonist, which is very cool. I wonder if this comes from, um, I mean, there was a lot of rumours that the character was going to show up in Iron Fist uh, at one point, And I wonder if them uh, doing this kind of comes a bit from the controversy when Iron Fist was cast. Obviously, even though they cast correct to the comics, obviously a lot of people wanted an, an Asian-American actor to play um, Danny Rand. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's cool. I don't know a huge amount about the character, um, uh, but so I don't know how they're going to do things. I, I don't think the character really fits in with like the Avengers, but maybe this is a new sort of area they're going to branch off into, have some more street level characters as movies. But we shall sure have to see. It's in development, so we may not even ever get it. But um, it sounds pretty cool. Um, and talking about films coming out, they released the trailers for Captain Marvel and the first trailer for Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Tammy, go!
3: Oh my God, so exciting! <laughs> so, um, Captain Marvel, I was already excited about, like, you know. Mm-hmm. So this, I don't know if this trailer made me more or
0: less excited. Uh, I do find... that. That bit though at the end. Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, the bit yes. at the end where I think yes. I had a geek gasm when she's flying through space like shooting stuff. I was just like, oh my god, I I, I need to see her go toe to toe with Thor and Hulk, and oh, I'm so excited! <laughs> I'm
3: yeah, so excited. And, and I think that um, that line about that she's not going to. Um, she, she's not going to, like, fight for them. She's going to end their war or whatever. And I was just like, <gasps> it was just, like, so good. And, but I do think, like, and again, it could be that I watched it on my phone. So it was a little <laughs> tiny screen. But, like, some of the, the CGI for her helmet thing coming on and off was, like, a little wonky. So I was like, oh, maybe yeah. if it were bigger, <laughs> it'll be better.
0: But... <laughs> like it is in Guardians as well. Whenever his helmet comes on and off, yeah. it's a bit sort of like... Ooh.
3: Yeah, it's a little, like... <laughs> I feel like we should be past the point of this looking weird. Um, but (laughs) other than that, it looked great, Uh, but the Avengers one, I am super excited about, and maybe I'm just overly excited because we're finally seeing something. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm just like, everyone's dying. This, this movie, everyone's dying. (laughs) It's just everyone. That should be the subtitle: the Avengers. Everyone's dying. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Who cares about what Thanos did? Uh, it's going to be Marvel's just going to kill people.
0: (laughs) We found out as well that it wasn't only half of all humans that died in the the click or the snap or whatever you want to call it. It was half of all life on Earth. So I was like, well, Thanos, you're an idiot, because he wanted to make it so there's more, um, you know, natural resources for everyone. But if he's half the population and half the natural resources, then he's not even solved the problem he was going to solve. So you're an idiot, Thanos.
3: Yeah, because I like to, to see. Like, I hope we see things like trees disappearing.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, like the rainforest. Wait, we see a, a red panda away? disappear, Tammy. Oh, <gasps> so sad. Or a little, um, a little golden labradoodle. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. That would be very sad. Uh, but yeah, I was really excited about these trailers. Have you watched them, both, John? I have not
1: seen either of them. Oh. I didn't even know about them until just now.
2: Oh,
0: John, John. Sort out your priorities. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a problem.
0: Why are you going to work and earning a living and not watching trailers?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's There's also a things very things like...
0: cute cat in the Captain Marvel trailer, uh, John. Oh,
1: well, now I'm in. Like,
0: exactly. <laughs> I, I don't Tammy's even have to see the trailer.
3: No. I'm
1: going to go see <laughs> this movie. I'm excited about it now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's very, very cheap. I mean, it, it's, the... not,
3: it's, it's not like my husband who gets a text on Friday morning. Once I get to work, I watch the trailer and then text him immediately and say, I don't know what you're doing, but you need to stop immediately and go watch this trailer. <laughs> so, <laughs> <it's>...
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Um, talking about bad CGI as well, Tammy, there is a adaptation of Watership Down that's being done by the BBC airing over Christmas, and it's been in development for ages, and it's by Netflix and... Um, the BBC, and they released the first trailer for it, and it, it was said it was going to be CGI, like, photorealistic. They released the first trailer for this, and I swear I thought I was back in, like, 1994. Oh, yes. Because you're saying, maybe that's why the CGI in the Captain Marvel trailer didn't bother me too much, because I saw this Watership Down trailer, because it looks like the, the animation in that old show reboot. Um, it's very, very bad, and, yeah, so if you... Yeah, any CGI looks amazing next to that. Yeah. Oh, geez.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm so yeah, sorry
0: to hear good. that. <laughs> i all right. I've, I've got the old horrific, scary animated one, you know, it's in my heart. Uh, anyway, this week we are talking about episode 10 and episode 11 of season three. And, of course, my Netflix goes, Netflix goes down when I want to get my summary. Hang on a sec. Pulls on a picture of Nadim's beautiful hair, which isn't that bad. So good.
1: He does have some great hair.
0: Yes, so good. Oh my God, he does. But I would. It's the, the character hair. in itself. It's great. Who
3: <laughs> I would sell that hair? They should sell that
0: as like a replica. Yeah. You know they sell like replicas from movies and TV. Just sell his hair.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'd buy it. Run my fingers through it. Oh, it'd be great. <laughs> so episode 10 is called Karen and was written by Tamara Beecher-Wilkinson, directed by Alex Garcia Lopez. Hunted by Fisk and haunted by mistakes from her past, Karen seeks refuge at the church. Matt finally gets his shot and Dex goes in for the kill. Uh, episode 11 is Reunion, written by Jim Dunn and Dara Resnick and directed by Jet Wilkinson. Dex tries to run his prey to ground. Nadim's conscience kicks in and Fisk looks to recover a gift from Vanessa seized during his incarceration. So shall we talk about our boy Matthew first? Sure. Okay. Well, we don't see him until the second half of the first episode because we're in uh, the Karen times, which I'm sure you're very excited about, Tammy. Uh, Sure.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: I liked it.
0: You like the Karen times. We'll talk about the Karen times in a bit. So the first time we see Matt is in the church fight at the end of the episode when um, Dex Devil arrives at the church and is attacking everyone. And then, uh, which this seems to happen a lot in these episodes, there's a big fight happening, things look bad, and then Devil comes in at the end and is like, ha-ha, I'm going to save the day. <laughs> um, and uh, we get the moment which is... Very sad when um, Dex goes to throw the club, presumably at Karen yeah. and hits Father Lantern instead. And because that is the thing that sort of hits Matt the most, I guess. What, what was your reaction to that? Were you expecting Karen to die at this point, me? No. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> I know you said before you don't think she would, she would. No, and
3: I... I was actually surprised how many close calls she had, because I kind of think that it was like one too many. It was like, all oh, right, I get it. She's so close to dying, but you're not going to kill her. So just like get on with it already. I, I don't know. I just found it annoying because I just am like, you're not you're not going to go there, which is fine. You can make the choice to not kill Karen. That's, that's cool. She's a main character. You don't want to do that. But then don't keep playing like you are. Like you do it once alright, but like, I I think there were like three times (laughs) that she was (laughs) super I mean, because it was the rosary bead thing, right? Yeah, It was him killing Father Lantham Um, it was when he threw the thing when she was like trying to run and get everyone out, and she like kind of did some matrix move and somehow got out of the way (laughs) you know, and I want to say there might have even been another time but it was just like all right, like I don't know. I guess that, that kind of just irritated me a little. But the part where father, the father died, was it was sad.
0: And particularly when his like dying words are begging Matt to forgive him and Maggie, I was like, oh, ah. yeah. And I will say, in the comics, you get um, Matt, Karen, and Bullseye in a church. Um, this was during Kevin Smith's run, Guardian Devil, and um, Karen Page doesn't make it out of there alive. So I think they were kind of counting on people knowing that from the comics, like the fans. And then other people may be thinking that as it was the episode titled after her and also where we get her, we finally get her backstory that that is where she's going to get killed. Yeah. But I don't know. How, I, I thought it was sad I that father Lant- Sorry. Um
1: I, I found this fight scene a little tedious. Uh, I was sad about Father Lantham. That was a that was a bit of a shock to me, um, but I, I'm kind of with you. Like, I I never believed she was going to die in this episode. I I don't think she's going to. I mean, they're making another Punisher series, aren't they? Uh, mm-hmm. So that that character has a lot more life in her, uh, and yeah, I was I just it kind of went on too long. <laughs> that was really my my main problem with it was it was just. And it was a little bit gruesome too just because it was in a church and there were there were too many moments where I felt a little too real.
0: It's kind of surprising as well because they must have filmed it in a real church. Because otherwise, like you've got the moments where they're looking over the balcony, at below, you know, the bit below. And, I mean, they wouldn't have been able to build that as a set. It, I mean, it was so huge just for this one scene. It's not like Harlem's Paradise, you know, that's in multiple scenes. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was really good. I, I, I think it went on a little too long as well. Um, but I love the moment where Dex uses the rosary beads. I love it yeah. when he uses, like, wacky weapons. Um, it's kind of great. I feel really bad for Matt in this scene because he is not only getting destroyed physically, but obviously is aware that Father Lantern has been killed. Um, I love when he kicks Dex into a confession booth. Yeah. <laughs> <Funny>. <laughs> it was, uh, that did make me laugh. Um yeah, and then when Karen runs upstairs and everything and Dex follows and Matt follows, and uh, Matt is beaten unconscious. Um, and then when Dex has obviously gone over the balcony, Karen's kind of cradling Matt yeah. as though he's dead. It's like he's dead. I was like, Wait, are we meant to think that he died? Like it's very strange.
3: Yeah, but that imagery is gorgeous with like the oh, cross it's behind her and stuff and the lighting. Um Also, I love – I did love, love, love – okay, so Father Lantham's last words is about, like, you know, forgiveness, but he whispers them, and Matt hears it, and that's when Karen realizes, oh, I can just whisper, and he'll hear what I'm saying. And I was like, they should use this all the time! (laughs) They should always use this! Yeah. But I I love – I did – I really enjoyed that. I was like, oh my god, the whispering, that's so cool! Like, I just never – I always talk about him hearing paper, but <laughs> not with
0: <spirits. laughs> the uh, the image as well of Karen kind of cradling Matt is a direct um, opposite of in uh, Guardian Devil when Karen is killed by Bullseye, which is by um, Daredevil's club. Bullseye basically have his has his club and says to Karen, "I forgot to give Red back his club or something like that." Oh. Throws it and it hits Karen in the chest. Um, and then there's a very, like, a beautiful drawn spread by Joe Casada of uh, Daredevil cradling Karen's body. So it's a kind of a direct, um, you know, spin on that, uh, which I liked nice. to see as well. And they're in the church. Yeah. So we get to the next episode where um, Karen begs Matt to wake up, and he's like, "Oh, I'm awake." <laughs> um, and <it> <laughs> <laughs> he
3: yawns and stretches and goes okay, he
0: really does he's like and, I'm awake. Um, and he's obviously crushed that Father Lantern is dead um, so him and Karen need to go and hide in the church and um, they go to the uh, they go and hide in the crypt and lock the gate and uh, Matt um, I love this moment between Karen and Matt where she's like oh I told Fisk knows who you are because I told him, and I came to warn you. And he's like, "Yeah, I already knew that." <laughs> it's like, Karen, yeah, Karen, you made things worse yeah. as always,
3: <laughs> as, as your father had told you always.
0: Exactly, <laughs> you always make things worse, Karen. <laughs> um, but I, I do like Matt, um, yeah, being told this stuff about her, um, or when when she tells that, and you know later on in the in the episode, and he's genuinely kind of upset that she didn't tell him yeah. and kind of shocked at all this stuff that she's been keeping all this stuff to herself. I thought that was really lovely. Um, even though he's a bit, he's a bit of a grumpy, a grumpy Matt later when uh, Maggie's around again. So they have to obviously hide from the SWAT teams, the SWAT team are going to come into the crypt. So they hide in the best place ever that I'm sure Tammy was like, Oh, Oh, that's awesome. I bet I would like to just hang out in a tomb. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> I was like, I was like, "Where's the body in there?" First of all, and also, there's going to be all kind of like corpse dust in there, and it's going to be gross. <laughs> Can you imagine?
3: <laughs> they look over the corner, and there's just bones over in the corner that they threw <laughs> out. They
0: threw <laughs> out so they could fit in there. <laughs> make a I room, was like, it's it so room. gross. I was like, why is this empty? like where did they put the body? Yeah. They should I feel like this sort of thing you should just look over in the crypt and in the corner, like propped up in a yeah. chair, there's like some skeleton dude like <laughs> or, like, <laughs> like weekend at Bernie's or something. And they're like, hmm, that's so suspicious. They, they end
3: up getting out of that crypt, like they make all the noise. I mean, which makes yeah. sense. It's this big cement block on top of them. But I'm just like <laughs> how did nobody hear that
0: and come back? (laughs) Yep. I was like, oh, hiding in a tomb. Not, not cool. Well, uh, so this is, this is the moment when she tells Matt about, um, her plan and everything. Matt is very, um, kind of upset that she didn't trust him to tell him. And he talks about how he's going to kill Fisk. And, um, This is his plan and it makes it makes Karen sad for him. And she's telling him all the stuff in this point because Matt learns all about her plan and he learns about her brother and everything. It's like, couldn't you have told him this like seasons ago like about Wesley and everything? Um, And Matt believes that killing Fisk is the way back for him, which I thought was quite interesting.
2: Yeah.
0: It's not just like he has to, you know, Fisk has to die. He's like, what if it's the way back for me? I was like, well, that's really dark.
3: Karen's murderous uh, history is going to show up on like a true crime, crime podcast or something
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be a guest of my favorite murder. Yeah. Oh, that
3: Everyone. would
1: be so good <laughs> Everyone that would be such a good incident.
0: it's innocent yeah. <laughs> oh I'd love that, it'd be great uh, so Matt bandages Karen's arm and hears Maggie approaching and he's really cold with her and sulky and she's just like, do you want food? do you want clothes? Ah, how can I help? And yeah. Matt realizes they've brought in the search dogs, and I bet Tammy was clapping her hands.
3: Well, I was like, well, that makes sense. I did like, you know, there were several things that made sense. I was like, okay,
0: nice. I mean, <laughs> because they I can't... just thought you'd be clapping at the thought of seeing some uh, some doggies. Oh, well, that too. Just but like they... If they brought in the search cats, I'd be happy. Mm.
3: <laughs> those cats would not care what's happening.
0: No, those cats would be like, no, I'm not going to search. I'm just going to sit here and. Look my bum, yep. Uh, so the dogs. Um, so Maggie manages to uh, get one of the sisters to lie and say that uh, Matt and Karen are next door in the <gasps> that orphanage. That was
3: shocking. <laughs> yeah, I
0: was. I was,
1: like, I, I was a little at that moment. I was having a, like, did she just? Did she just pull that sister aside and say, "Okay, here's what I need you to say," yeah. and the sister just went along with so. it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, well, she's I probably guess. like, maybe that sister's done something bad. And, um, you, you know, like in the earlier episode, Maggie's like, oh, instead of doing your Hail Marys, you can fight this blind guy. Yeah. So here she's like, instead of doing your Hail Marys, you can lie to the FBI or something. Seriously. <laughs> and all these people are like, I, I don't think those two things are equal. sister yeah. Maggie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, so then we get uh, Matt taking his shirt off for, for us all, um, looking like a crisscross applesauce puzzle on his chest and back. It's got like scars everywhere. It's kind of like, well, and um, and I like the fact that he wouldn't do it in front of Maggie, obviously, because I guess Maggie would would then see how he is and worry. And he's even though he's mad at her, he was thinking about that. Yeah. By the implication, I thought that was really nice. Um, we don't really get their, their relationship developing these much in these episodes, but um, I, I love that relationship so much. Uh, and this is when Matt gets into an argument with Karen because she calls him out on pushing others away. He starts to argue, but she tells him to shut up, and uh, and then she tells him that um, Foggy and Karen will never leave him, and then he gets an idea, a little light bulb appears above his head. Uh, then next time we see him is when Matt sneaks out the crypt <laughs> through the window. <laughs> we see a lot of him just sneaking across rooftops in this, and it's kind of great. I love it.
3: And rolling around instead of walking. Oh, yeah.
0: Why? He's just doing Why? it. Why not? If you could roll oh, around, Tammy, would
3: you? God. No, I don't think so, because then your whole body's <laughs> on the floor, like on the gross <laughs> ground. No,
0: just walk. Like, it's <laughs> no, not actually nobody's looking at you. <laughs> he, oh, so he's just crazy. showing off. <laughs> He's like the guys in the Punisher movie that the Punisher blew up with a rocket launcher because they're just showing off. Yeah, Punisher blows him up with a rocket launcher. Oh, it'd be great. Um, there really isn't like much Matt in these episodes because most of my notes for him in this episode are Matt hangs around the rooftops listening to stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we get this scene kind of at the end where. Um, Karen and Foggy meet Matt on the rooftop and I love this scene except yeah. for we didn't get a Foggy and Matt hug which I was very upset about because that's all I want um, but I love that he's now apologising to them for pushing them away
3: mm-hmm.
0: and admitting that he's wrong which frustrates Foggy a lot yeah it's funny but he's grown up Tammy he's grown up
3: yep it's not sad sack Matt it's
0: nice not Mopey I know, Matt I but I was like yeah Tammy will be happy that Mopey Matt isn't, isn't here anymore I thought you might be angry He's a bit mopey with uh, Maggie when you know he's ignoring her, mm, but he has reasons.
3: Yeah, he, it's, it's reasons, and like, especially like right after the father dies, I just I'm like, yeah. yeah, I get it. And then, but I feel like he'll move past it. So,
0: so next episode is going to start with him strutting along the street, whistling a jaunty tune. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I've got my yeah.
3: friends back. He's just. Singing. I've got Karen.
0: I've got Foggy. Yeah. I've got whatever. You can ask for anything more? Oh. Wouldn't that be great? I, <laughs> I that. couldn't think of a third thing he has
3: though. <laughs> he doesn't have a sight back, so no, he
0: doesn't. <laughs> Want, mm-hmm. Could be. I've got. I've got three canes because we know he has three canes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then in true musical style, everybody joins in.
0: Yep. Oh.
1: There's, two other, there's two other blind guys singing along for some reason.
0: <laughs>
3: they, and it's yep, got to be not? like a tap dancing routine with the kids, <gasps> right?
1: Yes.
0: Oh. oh, I want this so much now. Instead <laughs> of just going into a musical routine. And then all the other characters have to join in. Like, like Punisher is on a roof and he just puts <laughs> down his sniper for a moment and is like... Yeah, winks at the camera. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> that would be great. Winky at the camera and musical numbers, two of the things I love the most. Um, so I love, yeah, I love this little scene with, uh, with their meeting on the, on the roof. Um, but Matt's arguing with Foggy that, it, you know, the law is not going to stop Fisk. Fisk is literally above the law. Um, and the only way to stop him is to kill him. What do you guys think? Do you believe in the law?
1: That was one of the most bizarre, like, considering the circumstances, I thought that was one of the most bizarre rants. Uh, the, the system has literally failed them at every single turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And Moggy's like, no, you just gotta believe. And, like, what, is the system Santa Claus? Like,
0: what <laughs> is happening? I'll I, stop Wilson Fisk. ho, 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 ho.
1: I, I don't know. Like, there was a part of me that really wanted to be stirred by Foggy's uh, speech, and I was not.
0: I, I was on Matt's side, because <laughs> I've read the comics, and I was like, yeah, he's just going to escape again. He's going to, you know, it's kind of like it's Moriarty and Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, they and got I to take each other down.
3: I, I could have seen it more from, like, what Karen was saying is, like, once you kill someone, you can't come back from them. -hmm. That made a more uh, convincing argument (laughs) than let the law handle them. No, I don't... What? No.
0: (laughs) Well, he's just excited because he's got all his little police buddies now. All the police are on Foggy's side. But But it's it's like, well, there's only so much you can do when the FBI and probably a lot of the police and, you know... Everyone else is completely, you know, working for Fisk. Doesn't matter if the police, just the police, are on your side. I mean, there's only so much you're going to be able to do. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So the episode ends with Matt uh, appearing again mid fight, and is like, "Here I come to save the day," <laughs> and um, uh, jumps in the fight at Nadim's and um, knocks these guys out. I do like the moment when the uh, this agent has the gun pulled on him. Yeah. And he's just like Matt's just grinning at him because he's obviously counted the rounds and knows he hasn't got any bullets left. I thought that was great. I really like that. And then Matt um, is like, "Hey, you got to trust me. I trust you, and I trust you so much that here's my here's my face." <laughs> yeah,
3: I like uh, Nadim's look too. Like what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, has Nadim ever met Matt as Matt? I couldn't remember, uh, but I like and... that he's like. Yeah, I don't know. Me. Well, I mean,
1: I, I wondered the same thing, and the only is thing he, no, I could he come to... No, can't, everyone
0: still thinks Matt's dead.
1: Yeah, Matt Murdoch though, is kind of a a local celebrity, though.
0: True.
1: I don't, so, I mean, he might recognize him.
0: Yeah,
3: but, yeah, because I don't know, because they were going to bring Matt in as... He was going to turn himself in.
0: Oh, yeah. So, but but, but he, I,
3: I don't know if yeah. he actually ended up meeting him or not, because then he Well, obviously he a fight, would
0: so. recognize him then from that, I guess, because yeah. he would have seen photos and stuff. Yeah, he just looked really shocked, like he'd seen him before, and like you know, like Ded would taken off his mask, and it was—it turned out to be Nadine's mom or something. And I was like, well, <laughs> the Matt. I, yeah.
3: I mean, they—they they um, weren't in Matt's house because remember they were looking for him. He was supposedly on the run. So. Yeah. But they knew they were—they knew they were looking for a blind fugitive that they just couldn't catch. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, those blind fugitives are sneaky.
3: I I mean, obviously. Matt. Seriously.
0: (laughs) So that's all of Matt in these episodes. He's really not in them that much. Uh, Any other things you want to add about him? I don't think so. Okay. Well, um, let's talk about Karen because uh, we'll talk about Karen and Foggy together because obviously most of the episode, uh, the first episode is about Karen. So we start off by going back in time to a frat party, and uh, where everyone is drinking and taking drugs and dancing, and it's like my worst nightmare. Oh yeah, I'm like, ugh, ugh, it's awful. Karen's like full on dancing like on a ice sculpture or something, and pouring champagne down it.
3: Yeah, I just—it's
0: not I, like the Karen we've ever seen.
3: I just thought, oh, these girls all look so sad.
0: <laughs> it was mm.
3: just very depressing. <laughs>
0: Do you think Karen and... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so horrible. I think Karen and Trish back in the, hey, hey, I want your cray-cray days, would have partied together.
2: Ooh. Well, yeah. I mean...
3: If they ran in the same circles, but...
0: If they ran in the same circles, yeah. Um, Yeah, so uh, Karen um, is, we find out very quickly, selling drugs to get all her money. Uh, Selling coke, I think. And... um, this customer tries to rip her off, but instead of Daredevil coming to save her, it's her boyfriend, Todd.
3: You mean older Iron Fist? <laughs> <laughs> That's what would like to me. Old man Iron Fist. <laughs> older, clear Iron Fist. Um, as if he never bought shoes, this man comes in. Um, also, before that guy comes in, we do meet a very special... Um, purchaser of drugs (laughs) he goes by (laughs) the screen name of emo senior (laughs) wow wow (laughs) that is the character's name (laughs) amazing (laughs) because josie had seen that somewhere on a cast list and she's been like she goes, I just you know, so we've joked about it, and so when I saw it for this episode, I was like, oh, that's emo senior.
0: <laughs> I love you just waiting to find out who he is. <laughs> oh, amazing. But
3: I was like, obviously that's emo senior. Look at all that eye makeup he has. On. Seriously.
0: Yeah. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I, I think if he this calls, is... he would say that his father is emo senior. He's emo junior.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: I was like this is what Vermont is like count me out yeah yeah. doesn't doesn't, uh, Robin live in Vermont he does
0: does now we know what Robin's college days were like
3: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if he was an emo senior
1: (laughs) I want to see those pictures if he was
0: Yeah, I think emo senior was based on Robin (laughs) gonna start that rumor (laughs) (laughs) alright so yeah so boyfriend
3: comes in and beats us.
0: beats this guy up. So Karen wakes up in the morning by her phone. She's getting a call from Penny's Penny's place and she's late for work so she rushes to work at Fagan's Corner in Vermont and just the most sad sack little looking diner in this you know, pretty but very kind of sad sack looking town that obviously is, is a bit of a dying small town um, and we meet Kevin and Paxton, her brother and her dad and um her brother's her brother's cool. I like Kevin. He's like going to cover for her and stuff. I was like, he's a he's a cool little dude. Jamie's yeah. gonna die. <laughs> I mean, um, her yeah.
1: her dad is a dick though.
0: Her dad is a. Uh, I don't even know if he's a dick so much as he's just completely clueless. Like, obviously, yeah. they have no money, and Karen's right. And then he goes and buys like a five grand grill um, when they've got this lottery ticket on the win- uh, You know, on lottery ticket on the wall that they haven't even checked and could solve every you know there's a chance it could solve everything but he's just spending money and just convinced that all the business is going to come back to the dino and clearly it's not you know he's sort of in denial um that, I feel for him because obviously he wants to he wants to keep the place because it reminds him of his wife but it's, it's like dude like that
3: that's what I thought more I thought more it was he was still delusional from losing his wife like, mm-hmm. he still was living in this world that doesn't exist anymore mainly to like just hold on to what he had and so it was more sad to me than than me being angry at him also I really like that actor he's in like all the things
0: He's great. oh is he? I recognized him but I didn't know what what from.
1: Yeah I thought the actor was great um no I was just I was probably predisposed to dislike him anyway after uh, I did watch part of episode 7 because the recap said that Foggy and Marcy have, I survived sex. So I was like, well, I'm <laughs> certainly going to watch that. Uh, nice. And I saw, I saw the uh, scene where she was calling her father, and his yes. response yes. to her was just like, well, that's kind of what you do, isn't it, Karen? I'm like, did he just say that to
3: her? <laughs> I laughed so hard.
0: <laughs> but that's because I'm a terrible human, so
1: that's fine. Right. Well, <laughs> we know that, mean,
0: I know. <laughs> we know all the Tammies are evil, it's fine
1: But yeah, I was uh, I was probably predisposed to dislike him But also just His responses to her Were always uh, Like he, he clearly favors his son Um, mm-hmm. He's not, I don't know, he's not the worst guy He's not the worst father He's just uh, His reaction in the moment is also colored by his reactions In the future that I saw And I just, I don't like the guy
0: Yeah uh, so guys, um, nosebleed eggs. Go. Oh, my oh. God. I almost vomited. <laughs> I was like... Ugh. And you know what the worst thing is? I know, the, I know the blood didn't go on the plate, but Karen, you don't just throw out the eggs. Take that plate and go and put it on the thing to get new eggs put on that. You get a new plate. I'm sorry. Yeah. You might have got some blood on that plate. You can't serve new eggs on a plate that just had your nose blood on it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. If anything... You know, if I had issues with Karen's character before, I mean, you know, if I didn't have issues before, I do now, because she's serving eggs on a nose blood plate, and that's not right.
1: Also, I had a brief moment when her nose started to bleed. I was like, wait, does she have cancer? And then, oh, (laughs) no, no, no. No, she's been taking She either
0: has cancer or superpowers, you know, psychic powers. One or the two. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be one of the two. Um, So... Kevin and Karen get into an argument because he wants more responsibility. And this is when she confesses to everything. He's like, Yeah, I'm on drugs and whatever, and blah, 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 And he's like, Hey, I just meant that I've re enlisted you or re enrolled you into college. Uh, you're welcome. So he's looking out for her. I was like, Well, oh, good on him. Yep. She he's doing his out.
3: best.
0: Yeah, she doesn't want it. Um, and part of the reason she doesn't want to leave Todd, you know, because he's, he's Cause so dreamy. He's just a-
3: fucking winner
0: there's a note Uh,
3: there's a a line that i'm not going to be able to wait until that's fine that i'm just like
0: oh
2: yeah what a
3: fucking winner this boyfriend is i just cannot
0: Uh. Um, and also she worries about paxton and kevin if she leaves kevin um so (laughs) then she sorry when she yells kevin later you can't not think of home alone um, so she and Todd go back to the trailer that they, I guess, stay in or he lives in and they're shooting stuff. And, um, I think I actually know the line you're going to say Tammy. And he no. says that she can't go. And, um, but she, uh, you know, he offers her full-time work working for him, which I guess is, um, selling drugs because that's what he does. Um, and then she gets a call from the dad who invited her back for dinner because he wanted her to be there to celebrate because she's going back to college. And he's baked Karen cakes. Yeah.
3: Aww. Aww. <laughs> it's as bad as, like, pancake kisses. Anyway, they <laughs> this, whole, uh, this whole thing about drug dealers, like, he's just like, you can sell for me full time, and we're just going to, like, have all this money, and we can go traveling. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not what drug dealers do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, they... Make money and they survive, but typically they also are doing drugs, so they're not actually making anything, and they're definitely yeah, not balancing the world. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I don't know many drug dealers that are just like. And then next week we're going to Paris for a week. <laughs> you're really not like you're still gonna be in this really shitty little town selling yeah. drugs to emo senior. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so did you like his line about Buddha, Tammy? I do have that line, but that is not the line. That's where not the like, line. Oh, okay, all right, cool. So um, the dad is encouraging uh, Karen to go to college, and she says no, and they start getting into an argument when he starts criticizing Todd, and um, and then Karen gets really angry and starts throwing stuff at him, saying that her mum hated living there even before she had the cancer, oh, which so is quite funny. harsh. Yeah, it's like. And then she um, grabs the lotto ticket from the wall and goes to uh, scratch it off. And the dad's begging her not to, because I guess that's his last kind of little. The mum bought it because it represented hope. And I guess in some way it's yeah. his last little bit of hope and it's linked with her. And he's begging her not to scratch it, but she does. And obviously there's no money. No. And it's then she. Feet. Give
3: me a break.
1: Because it's all, Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that like.
3: Like, you know, there's not going to be millions of dollars on that lot <laughs> ticket. Like, yeah. it's just not like you're doing that because you're being hateful and you're, you're doing able- it out of spite. Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah, this episode, I'm sorry, did not endear me
0: to Karen at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you at the end. Nope. but You know, we can talk about it. OK, so uh, Karen sits outside having a-, a cry and drinking and Todd picks her up and Kevin gets into a fight with Todd. Uh, so Karen and Todd sit in the car and they get high and they're drinking and even Todd's like, hey, take it easy. And you know what if Todd's t- saying? Take it easy. Maybe you should take it easy, Karen. <laughs> Just saying. Um, yeah, so, Todd's telling you that.
3: Um, during mm-hmm. that fight that he had with Kevin, this is the line where he's they're fighting. Karen breaks it up and Todd says, you're lucky your sister's hot. Oh, yes. It was like, Ugh. oh, you're so fucking gross. Yeah, Karen. Oh, what are horrible. you doing with your
0: life? <laughs> Why are you in this guy? Run away, Karen! Run away! Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, sorry. Yeah. That was that was that, <laughs> that
2: was,
0: was though. <laughs> so they return to the trailer and they find it on fire, and because um, they're talking about like setting stuff on fire earlier, weren't they? You know, saying like it would. Burned to the ground, and I think doesn't Kevin say not if you use gasoline?
3: Yeah, yeah. or diesel
0: yeah. or something like that. Um, so Kevin is set fire to the the trailer and tells it to stay, tells Todd to stay away from his sister, and they start fighting. And Todd's like properly hitting Kevin with like a crowbar. is horrific. Yeah.
1: This this scene, this part irritated me a lot because um, mm-hmm. it, Kevin doesn't even put up a fight. Like. <laughs> throw yeah. a punch you're angry you just burned his his uh trailer down you've got to expect him to come at you be ready
0: throw a punch yeah. for the love of god
1: you don't let just him say you stay the hell away
0: from my sister and expect him to go okay
1: grab the crowbar and kick him in the nuts or at least try
0: yeah something yeah exactly like even when he's in the car with carrot and he's just kind of crying and i'm like come on kevin <laughs> Together. Um it together. Yeah. <laughs> <Get Yeah>. together. <laughs> um, so uh, she actually shoots Todd. It looks like in the arm yeah, or something. And um, pulls Kevin in the car with her. And they're driving fast. And we all know what's going to happen. She's driving yeah. fast, not looking at the road. And the car completely flips. And I don't think Kevin had a seatbelt on. So when she wakes up in the car, she presumably sees that Kevin's dead and goes, Kevin! <laughs> because yeah, i can only I, think of i were like i
3: yeah i don't know if it was he didn't have a seat belt on but it, it the car rolled over mm-hmm. and i thought it was more his side just got squished into the ground more yeah maybe either way yeah i i just go ew i think he's dead
0: <laughs> yeah
3: i'm pretty sure cool. that was the end of kevin
0: <laughs> he's he's as flat as one of those carrot cakes <laughs> <laughs> oh little Kevin Cake. Ew. Oh, oh Kevin Cake. cool yeah. uh, so the next uh, so after that the um obviously Paxton comes to, to see that and that was oh. um really heartbreaking when it's off off camera and you just hear him scream when he sees Kevin. Yeah. Like that that actor did such a good job in that moment and we didn't you know, we didn't need to see it because our imagination tells us everything and it's just heartbreaking. Um, and Karen's obviously looking destroyed as well. Uh, and then we find out that um, when they're sitting in the closed diner that Paxton says that uh, Bernie, the police chief, will say that Kevin was alone in the car. So Karen doesn't go to prison because he thinks that Paxton's suffered enough. Um, Paxton yeah. doesn't say it's because he doesn't want Karen to go to prison. It's because Bernie thinks that Paxton suffered enough. Um, but Paxton can't bear for Karen to be with him. So, uh, Karen wants to arrange the funeral, but he says no. And he tells her that he needs her to go. Yeah, That's horrible. So presumably she didn't even go to the funeral.
3: Yeah. I I can't blame him. Like, mm-hmm. I just can't. She, she killed his son. Like, yeah. Whether, I mean, whether it was on purpose or an accident, he was only out there because of her.
0: Mm-hmm. And she was driving and she'd been drinking and was high and. You know, everything. Like, yeah, exactly. And we
3: learned earlier, like, you know, when she talked about Todd, like, they talked about Todd briefly, even as a family, before she kind of flew off the handle about the mom, that he's like, yeah, I he knew that she was using drugs. It wasn't like, I mean, I know Kevin was trying to cover for her, but the dad knew mm-hmm. that she was using drugs. Yeah. And just didn't yeah. say or do anything because I don't know if he just didn't want to upset Karen or didn't want to upset the what was happening with her family, period as long as she was showing up to work on time or whatnot but this I think was it like he lost his wife the last time he talked to Karen she went off about you know the mom and then she she comes home by herself after killing her brother Mm -hmm. I can't imagine like wanting her to stay there (laughs) no
0: yeah it's
3: yeah
1: Um, yeah I mean in the moment I understand his feelings I'm I'm less forgiving because of what he does later when she calls him Uh, because a lot of time has passed. And frankly, it's still his daughter, but who has done a lot of work to clean herself up and, you know, still finds herself at the center of a storm, which is apparently her character's (laughs) main main thing is to no matter what she does, she always does something that ends up. "Mm -hmm." Yeah causing I mean I mean literally if you look at Karen the arc of Karen's story she's she has found herself in places that aren't entirely fair even even the fact that she accidentally killed her brother uh, I'm sure that there are, there are a lot of people in Vermont who are on cocaine and driving every weekend and don't end up killing anybody Robin. But, <laughs> yeah I actually does i need it a report right, report but okay yeah. how many people yeah. how many people in vermont are high and drunk every weekend and don't Wrong kill it. anyone no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but i mean it's it's like every every questionable action that karen makes in her life ends up having consequences that are significantly out of proportion
2: mm-hmm. with
1: uh with what everybody else faces you
3: would think she'd learn from that. <laughs> and well, make better I mean, life uh, choices.
1: <laughs> but what's the answer? Like, stop doing anything? <laughs> like, I feel like, well, I feel about, like there are some there things. I know, I know things. you
3: didn't watch it, but how about not go to Wilson Fisk's place of, uh, uh, like, yes. going over right. there and then going in his <laughs> face and telling him she murdered His
0: assistant. We now find out he felt about like a son. It's like, whoa.
1: Right. I will say that I've been thoroughly unhappy with Karen. Karen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I still
3: say she is the most unbelievable (laughs) Marvel character that exists. There's nothing about her that seems like a real person. Right. Well,
1: the fact that she's hidden, the fact that she killed uh, Wesley from everybody, yeah. and then decides to reveal it to Fisk, is I... Yes, the character has made some very questionable decisions. <laughs> I am not trying to defend her decision-making skills. <laughs> but I also think that that whenever she does anything, oh, yeah. it ends up causing a storm way out of proportion with the decision, in most cases. Telling Fisk that you killed Wesley, that one actually deserves the reaction that it got, but...
3: Mm -hmm. I think her dad was just like, you make poor life choices that you don't get killed somehow, but everyone around you does. So I'm going to stay. I need you to stay away from me.
1: (laughs) Right. Who taught me how to make life decisions, dad? Who did that? (laughs) Who is buying $5,000 grills that we can't afford?
0: (laughs) Yeah, $5,000 grill. They should fix that penny machine first, the one that's out of order. You know, people would come in and get their souvenir pennies. You know, that will help. <laughs> um, so, Cap, that, so that's basically um, all of her story that we get in that episode. And we've talked um, a, a lot about, like, the scene she has with Matt and Foggy. So we can go over some of the scenes with her on her own um, like quite quite briefly. I really like the scene she has with Maggie when she's in the crypt. And she's uh, talking to Maggie, um, uh, Oh sorry, talking to, to Father Lansham, sorry, yes. about stuff. Yeah, yeah. And she says to him, What do you do when you realise you've lost? So maybe she has grown tummy. Maybe. 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 Mm. Maybe. Like I said,
3: uh, the actress is brilliant. She's great. Yes. And man, they made it look so dirty. But she's <laughs> Yeah, it's just her character's completely unbelievable to me. It's, it's I mean, to the point that that's why I laugh when her dad says things like that. I'm just like, yeah, nobody else in this show would have someone say that to them, except for Karen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but,
3: you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just a weird character.
0: But Father Lantham says that she can be redeemed, Tammy.
3: Sure. Why
0: not? So <laughs> I mean, that's a, season that's four, a, Tammy. Season I mean, that, four. Oh, I think wait. that's his job to tell people that. But sure, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a real Father Lantom line. Like that's
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: it really is a Father line. <laughs>
1: that's the kind of thing he would say.
0: <laughs> that's just classic Father Lantom. That is. Uh, so in the next episode, I mean, most of this we've gone we've gone through, which is when, um, you know, Karen is talking with Matt and revealing all this stuff. I don't think there's any scenes of her really on her own in this episode a lot of it is her interacting with um, with Foggy and Matt I do love that um, Maggie you know um, Matt gets Foggy on board to help him out with this plan and the plan involves um, Foggy representing Karen as, yeah. his, as his client which is really clever and um, that she's going to give herself up she's going to surrender to the NYPD because the FBI at that point is so corrupt and they know it is and they know that there's nothing that the FBI can do about that, which I, I don't really understand Like when they talk about like, state and federal law and all this, because um, it's obviously very different to what we have over here. But I kind of can can get it. And I thought that was a very clever way of them going around that issue.
3: And I love that that Foggy is talking to Nadim. And just standing there, and he's like, Yeah, I'm just killing time, you know. And oh, just, it's so good, and he's just waiting. Yeah. and He keeps, he's like, Why do you keep looking at, at, you know, the sister? and he's like, Oh, you know, you'll find out in a minute. <laughs> it's
0: just <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish more characters did that in films and TV. They're like, I'm killing time, totally, yeah,
3: yeah. And then, you know, and it was dual purpose, it was so they could get Karen up there and Matt out,
0: so yeah. Good. Yeah, it was great. I I really love that. Like, Foggy, um, we can talk about here as well, he's very competent in this episode, apart from his kind of saying about the law later, which mm, I don't really agree with. But um, he's, you know, he's very confident in dealing with Nadim and Brett and everything. And he manages to sneak his, like, charm his way into the crime scene with his little little police fanboy. It's kind of great. And I love the interactions between him and Brett in this episode as well, where Brett is like, oh, I love that speech you made. I've yeah. got it on my, I put it on Facebook or whatever it says. Yeah. I was like, it's so amazing.
3: Um, I will, just to backtrack on Foggy a little bit, because the only sure. other thing I have on him is when he was with his brother. Um, and he yes. like disgusted by his brother calling him Mr. Fisk. But um, I'm surprised his brother didn't call him Kingpin, since everyone else is, kind of does. But anyway, but I guess he's not really working for fisk just yeah
0: and he's not him. hiding his identity because foggy yeah they both know who they're talking about i guess yeah
3: but um i will say the actor that plays his brother who is great his accent kept coming in and out
0: it did yeah in this yeah. scene i did notice it and that's the first time i noticed yeah. the irish coming out yeah i've not noticed it before but i was like oh he's gonna be irish yeah yeah he's so angry and impassioned hammy yeah theo his, his, that his so Irish much, so much ancestors acting. are speaking through him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was
3: so
0: much acting with uh,
3: quotation marks. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh,
0: so let's talk about... Do you want to talk about uh, Fisk and Nadim and, um, and Dex all together? Because they kind of all interact. So we first see... Uh, the first sort of big Dex scene is during this fight. Um, which you didn't really like, John, but we'll forgive you. But you must have liked when he comes in and calls Karen out in the church and he's tapping his little baton along the pews.
1: That's oh, like, Hello, Karen. Nice to see you again.
0: Yeah. Nice to yeah, hell, uh, it was pretty creepy. <laughs> it's, he's so creepy. He's he, The way he delivers it is so creepy. I like that at the end of the um, of the episode, you know, he falls over the balcony and they look back down and he's vanished. It's like he's Michael Myers at the end <laughs> of Halloween. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like expecting the Halloween theme to pop to yeah, like start and Dr. Loomis to be like, oh, the true face of evil. <laughs>
1: yeah, I hadn't put that together, but that's a good comparison because it's just like, where'd he go?
0: <laughs> exactly, where did he go? We see him uh, limping out of the church um in the daredevil costume which is where maggie's walking along the street and here's all the shouting and the running from the church and he's kind of uh limping along and obviously very frustrated because we've got the buzzing going on in his head again yeah and he just goes into this alley and has a rage and ends up just killing two random guys with a bottle so, yeah these poor guys do yeah, they do
3: um i will say a couple things uh I, one of my notes again which is like anytime we have decks in the Daredevil suit is man that chin like god chiseled. It's, so it's, in, it's insane it's,
0: <laughs> it's, it's a thing of beauty it's yeah. so beautiful
3: so yeah. uh, like that was a note and I also thought oh poor, Na- poor Nadim he is really just a fancy Uber driver for the fake Daredevil
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> all he is
3: now <laughs> he really is <laughs> That
1: hair deserves
0: better. Exactly. That hair deserves, so much better. deserves to be on a catwalk somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> just the hair. Uh, so Nadim's listening to the the radio about the incident in church and Dex enters and Nadim's like, what did you do? And it's like, well, what did you think he was going to do? Like, give them all a cuddle. I,
3: did oh. you guys feel like the amount of people running down the street out of the church was a lot more people than that were in the church?
0: <laughs> yeah, I just assumed that it the was people just from the random. church started running down the street, and other people just joined them. <laughs> I
3: guess so. It was like, <laughs> that's, <what> I think. <laughs> that's a lot more people than that were there. So, if
0: I saw people running down the street and screaming, I'd probably join in as well. I don't know what I'd be running from, but I'd rather be running away from it than being like, <laughs> "What's going on?" <laughs> I don't know what I'd do. Oh, they thought I don't, it was like, I don't um, like
1: joining. I don't like joining crowds, so.
0: You'd yeah. be the one finding out what happened, and then you'd be that guy in the, in the alley with the bottle, John.
1: Yeah, I, about that. Uh, I did feel like there was a real lesson in those two guys, and it's don't hang out in alleys. Yeah. <laughs>
2: don't,
1: don't do that. That's, that's not a place to show, hang out. show,
2: though.
0: <laughs> alleys and warehouses. Um, maybe all those people also thought it was a flash mob, so they joined in.
1: Oh, that's pretty likely.
0: It's New York. I mean... Flash mobs happen all the time in New York, right? I don't know. They seem to happen all the time in London. Uh, so Dex and Nadim search the uh, the church, and Nadim is very angry that Dex has has killed Father Lantern, um, obviously. And uh, I love that Maggie. We didn't mention it earlier. Maggie, Maggie purposely is like fumbling with the keys and stuff to delay it. So Dex is just like, right, cut the cut the gate down. But I like that Maggie's sort of doing everything she can to delay delay them getting into the uh, into the crypt it's kind of awesome Uh, and she also hides the tomb from Dex so when we sort of first see Fisk really, he's leaving the hotel with his entourage to give this statement via Ben Donovan and then he gives a statement as well to all these people who all have protest signs, sadly there wasn't, the tisk tisk Fisk guy wasn't back I was very sad, I looked out for him because that's my favourite sign, but it was all like Ooh, Fisk, you suck. You're wrong.
3: um, I saw burn, Fisk, burn. Nice. They really like the, you know, using words twice in their sign. And then I also like, lock fist up again. (laughs) 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 I was like, okay. And then as he's giving his speech, like toward the end, it's like everyone put their signs down and almost looked like they were trying to hide them. (laughs) It's hilarious.
0: It was... I I one of the okay a trope I hate in things I hate fickle crowds I hate it when you have a crowd who's like we're gonna you're the villain we're gonna burn this guy Rrr. and then the person comes out and is like hey I'm not too bad here's some here's some inspirational words and then they all stop and they're like yay now we love you I hate yeah. that it really bugs me um, so I got really angry with this crowd so I was like no you idiots um, but he basically does this speech saying that he that everyone who thinks that he is um, a bad guy. They've all been manipulated by the media. And I remember when I watched this the first time, I was like, don't say fake news. Don't say fake news. Please don't. It's close enough as it is, but you know, you don't need to be saying it as well. Like, you know, just don't. Um, Because I'm pretty sure they even reference fake news in the new series of Doctor Who, and I rolled my eyes at that as well. Um, yeah, uh, So we now find out that his, uh, his sentence has been overturned and he is a free man, so he's just going to go and live his fisky life, um, which is obviously not good. Uh, so Nadim is approached by Brett who says that there's something off about what the witnesses say um, that were there in the church and um, what the FBI is saying, so he's obviously very suspicious already. And Nadim's just like, uh, go away. <laughs> We're in charge.
3: Yeah, Nadim has no clue. Like, he's as bad at cloaking his shit as Sam Packet yeah.
0: Seriously, he really is. <laughs>
3: like how um, nobody gets it <laughs> that he's working with
0: guy? I, I know. Like, later on when he says to, like, you know, he says to Brett, and he's like, the FBI is really corrupt. Don't react. I was yeah. like, they can probably you. Like, you're literally, like, two <laughs> foot <far> away. <laughs> Oh, it was funny. You should just, like, pass him a little note or something. Yeah, like,
3: instead. fucking text him. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Anything, Why yeah. Why are people not using their phones?
0: <laughs> He's just, he just acts super shady at all times. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, I like Sister Maggie calling Nadim out for his morals or asking him about morals. And you see him kind of go, huh, what are my morals? Yeah. Questioning himself. Like, I do think the actor is really good, but I think, like... Like, Nadine, what are you doing? Come on, sort it out. (laughs) It's like Kevin, I'm like, sort it out. Just come on. (laughs) Sort out your choices. Um, I love that, the moment with Dex when the dogs identify him at first, the search dogs. And then he's like, no, no, the bad guy, not me. (laughs) That was great. That was so great. I loved it. Um, And the next time, well, the only time we see... um, our friend and and Tammy's friend, Tammy, in this episode. Oh, yeah. She's taking Fisk's ankle bracelet off. Yeah. Mm.
2: Yep.
0: Tammy, what are you doing? It's what (laughs) I'm doing. I told you I'm a a bad person. (laughs) Now, I have a question for you guys as well. They mentioned Vanessa in a previous episode, and in this episode we find out that Vanessa is in the air on her way. Are we going to see Vanessa? No. Watching this this episode and the series, I was like, "We're not going to see Vanessa."
3: I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't think so.
1: I don't know what the point would be.
3: Yeah, I think like
1: at this point, it's so late in the series. I I don't know why we would they would bother showing her
3: so late. I think Mm. it would be more interesting if something comes up, and this might be the way it's played. I have no clue. If something comes up, and like you know, they're going to take fist down again because of what foggy or nadim or whoever does and she ends up like either landing and getting arrested right away so he can't see her or she ends up not coming like her plane lands and she had found out before that something bad was going to happen so she ended up so she has to take off again plane. straight right yeah right or something. okay like it just would make more sense fifth not getting that because that's what he's wanted this whole not season. getting what he wants but, yeah yeah
0: Okay, fair enough. He's getting I, everything else things. he wants, so Exactly.
3: Um Except for that painting.
0: Except for that painting. <laughs> Speaking of what? Um I can't remember the actress's name in this scene. Oh, what was her name? Brilliant! I don't even know. Oh I her. love her. Isn't it like oh what I can't think of her name. I was like, Oh, it's her from yeah, uh yeah color of color of night i'm sure she's known for much more famous things but i'm like oh from color of night that, that great film i love um but i love her in this scene oh she's so good yeah and i should she know did. her name because she did appear on the muppet show one episode i can't remember her name. <laughs> um
1: can i just say i i really loved this scene and oh, the only so thing good. that disappointed me mm-hmm. uh was that the person who had purchased the painting and was keeping it was fr- from Fisk was not Melanie Gao. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I, was really, I was really expecting it to be Madame Gao, and it was not.
0: Uh, oh, when, we're probably never going to find out now if, yeah. if Madame Gao survived the Defenders. Oh, yeah. man. Um, this I mean, the, we can
1: I assume care. that she did. I, I feel like it's safe that to assume she did. she
0: did. She, like, flew away or something.
3: The actress's name is Leslie Ann Warren. Yeah,
0: Thank she's you. Like, she's oh, like famous and stuff. <laughs> it was on the tip of my tongue, and I was like, I can't think of her name. She was in Clue as well, which I, I yes. uh, yeah, knew, knew her from. She was Miss Scarlet. Um, yeah. T- tell us about this this scene where Fisk goes to get the painting. What are your What are your thoughts on it, guys?
3: She,
1: I I liked it. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it's it was it, it was a, a really it was a really affecting scene, and I was it it actually. Um, it gave us a lot of Wilson Fisk's character, uh, rather than just the the evil chewing the scenery. Vincent D'Onofrio. It was uh, it was a nice moment, and I'm curious how it plays out in in uh, future episodes, uh, because he he essentially at least gave the appearance of giving up something that means a lot to him, which is not something that he ever does. Yeah. And, I was trying to figure out if that was because he didn't think there was any value in trying to take it from her by force at that moment, or if he connected with her because she seems to have had a, as difficult a childhood as he did. Um, I'm not really sure what's going to happen next. And it, it, but it was, it was a fascinating enough scene that it left me curious and unsure about what would happen after that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is good. I mean, that's, that's un- yeah. kind of unusual sometimes for these shows. So
0: Uh, And he he actually seemed genuinely moved by what she was saying, mm -hmm. Um, which is surprising for the character, like you said, because he is not someone that lets people, you know, get away with things that he wants. Um, The way Vincent D'Onofrio played it, I thought was beautiful. And I thought the way she played it, where she, you know, turns to him and says, you know, you are, I know exactly who you are. You're a wolf. You're just like these men. And you are not going to get anything more from me. I thought that was um, really, really sad, but beautifully played.
3: I really thought she was going to die at any second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: what? yeah,
1: I absolutely like. There were.
0: There well, like, he was oh, going to kill her. You mean? Oh
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or oh wow. You
3: guys, kill her. I mean. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. Yeah. It I doesn't play just... out like you think it would, like no. where he and leaves I her and think... she's alive still.
3: And I didn't it as him being moved by her story because he was moved by her story I saw it as him thinking about Vanessa and what she would want
0: yeah because I, I think he would happily kill
3: her but yeah and that was the only reason it only was yeah. because Vanessa was on his mind as this is what she would do
2: so that's, yeah, that's okay, it. That has right nothing right.
3: to do I don't think with the way he felt because I think he was he was ready to be that wolf and and especially, oh my god, I mean, I won't say the line in case you guys have it, but when she talks about how uh, her dad died, and like that whole mm-hmm. line, and I was like, oh, you mean exactly like his dad. And just the look on his face when she was saying it.
1: I yeah, would, uh... Uh, I mean, that's 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 the part where I, I thought maybe, I mean, the fact that he was thinking about what Vanessa would do, I don't think he would have gotten to... I don't think he would have even st- taken a step back to reflect if it hadn't been for for that line, for See, her I, saying that. Uh,
3: that was the time, the most amount of stress I had in that scene was when she said that line. I was like, oh, he's going to fucking kill her. Because <laughs> right. you know what he's,
0: yeah, because, what he's like with...
3: Yeah, and I yeah. guess because we've seen that whole incident now play so many times with his relationship with Dex. And he's using that emotion and mm-hmm. that um, feeling and, and making it such a positive thing that he killed his dad and the way that it happened that this was who he is and this is a good thing and this is mm. like this is what drives him to move forward and he sees all that as a positive so for her to say it as a negative I really thought she was going to die that's mm. a, yeah that's a good point I didn't even
0: think of that yeah me neither yeah, it was, yeah, was it like, was I'm tense. I was expecting her to out. die the first time I saw her. I was like, no. Yeah, it's it is very tense. I mean, it's such a, a well played scene. Like we have oh, so yeah. many of these scenes um, with Vincent D'Onofrio against other act, uh, other actors, uh, like this one and the one with Karen that we spoke about last week, where it it just it just backs up. I'm like, you can't cast anyone else as the kingpin.
3: Yeah, you just
0: you just can't. Like he has made the kingpin his own.
3: Well, and even just the fact that we had, like, different viewpoints of that same section of the scene, like, that just mm-hmm. it just shows, like, he doesn't actually, they don't have to write down word for word what they're feeling. Because it doesn't matter at the end of the day, it, it you know, this is what happened. He left that place and he let her keep the painting, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So,
3: but we can take away whatever we want because they
0: played it so layered. Yeah. It was really
3: good. Really, really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, no, I totally agree. Uh, so, so Dex enters the uh, the crypt and sees the empty tomb that's got all the blood on it, and obviously figures it out. So he storms outside. He's got buzzing going on in his head. He hears this guy go, "Oh, what what a psycho killed the father! That guy must be a total psycho." And um, <laughs> he he heads into an ambulance and he screams and then collapses. <laughs> How did no
3: one
0: hear that? Oh, seriously.
1: Oh, yeah. Ambulances are notoriously soundproof. Like, no sound ever gets out of an ambulance.
0: (laughs) Maybe Dex thought no one could hear him because he thought, you know, there's all the buzzing going on. Yeah,
3: that's true. And he's like,
0: yeah, everyone else can hear that. Totally. It's drowning out my screaming. Sure. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I loved it. it, I was talking to someone at work the other day and I said it kind of talking about the Daredevil cancellation again. And again, with like this relates to a lot of the other shows, it kind of breaks my heart that we'll never see this actor go full on bullseye villain. This is his origin story as this character, but we won't get to see him, you know, in. in that that villain's skin. Same thing with, like, Tilda as Nightshade. We see, like, her origin as that villain in um, Luke Cage Season 2, but we won't get to actually see her play that villain. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of, yeah, makes me sad. Um, (laughs) The same thing with Typhoid Mary as well. Oh, oh, I feel sad about that. Okay, so um, I think that is pretty much... Oh, no, we do see Fisk... You get this great scene in the uh, the car where Fisk finds out that um, Karen is still alive. Is it a great scene? <laughs> the great scene. Come on. Oh. He take he, you know he he takes it well the news. He's just like hey, dude, give me a jacket, uh, and then he goes smash 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 smash, smash <laughs> and kills this guy. <laughs> so uh,
1: it may be the fact that I just read recaps of everything, but was I supposed to know who that guy was? No.
0: Um, no, I don't know who it was. (laughs) was,
1: Okay, no, he was just rando? Okay.
0: He was just rando Fisk dude. Yeah, Fisky
3: friend number three, I don't
0: know. (laughs) Yeah, he was a a wacky lackey. I
1: mean, here's the thing, like, don't deliver bad news to Wilson Fisk when you're, like, close to him.
0: Or maybe at all. Don't deliver bad news to him at all. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, like Dex earlier was saying to Nadim, he's like... Okay, we can call off this search, but you're the one who can tell Fisk. And Nadine's like, was- Yeah, carry on the search. That
1: was just it. Like, if I were uh, wacky <laughs> lackey number three in the car, I'd have been like, uh, Dex has something to report to you, and he's on his way to do that now.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, Hey, can you pull over for a sec? I just don't feel good. He pulls over, he gets out of the car, he calls Frisk from outside somewhere. So, <laughs> Dex called me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about this scene with Nadim rushing home, and he finds this broken vase? Were you guys like, <gasps> well, I mean, not
1: really. I was expecting a misdirect.
0: Yeah,
3: I will yeah. Uh, fully admit I thought Nadim was going to die by this episode, and he did
0: not. So <laughs> oh yes, Tammy. Uh, <laughs> I thought yes. I forgot that it was this episode.
3: Yeah. Episode so, I are
0: you are you pleased? Are you pleased for him? I'm
3: pleased that his hair has made it this long.
0: (laughs) He's he's lived. He's lived another day to swing that hair around.
3: Yeah, I I think that's what's saving him. I think these guys coming in to try and kill him are so taken aback by the beauty of his hair that they're like, "Oh, I meant to shoot you, but oh, your hair is. Can I just touch it?
0: (laughs) It's too beautiful. What do you use? Do you use (laughs) L'Oreal? Okay, back to business. (laughs) You really are worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love that. That's his superpower. Uh, He's just like blinds him with his his shiny, soft hair. Yeah.
1: The problem is, every one of them comes in and thinks, "Well, I have to get that hair off of him when I'm done here. Now, how do I do that?" And they spend too much time thinking about it.
0: They just attack him like with a pair of clippers. <laughs> Quick, take away his greatest strength. I'm also <laughs>
3: Sam, what is the, the kid's name is Sammy, right?
0: Yeah. Sammy is, like, the calmest kid. (laughs) Seriously, like, he's just so chill.
3: Yeah, Uh, you know, because they're talking about, like, oh, you need to pack now, go to Disneyland. (laughs) Like, and this kid's just like, okay. He's not excited, he's not kind of
0: weirded out, he's just Yeah, like, he's not scared, he's not nope. even excited about they might be going to Disneyland, he's just like...
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, I don't think it's like, you guys will... You, you're gonna have a great time, and I... my note was, yeah, all those times you get to go to fun last-minute trips to Disney while your dad is holding a gun as you're walking down the hallway, you know, those times, those memories...
0: Well, I mean, Tammy, me, I mean that's exactly how I ended up visiting you at Disneyland, wasn't well, that's it? that's true, that's true. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Very similar circumstances. <laughs> um, I I love when um, they're tr- like trying to sneak out of the house, and um, you can just see the agents out the out the front, like moving <laughs> around outside. It's so tense. I was like, and I bet Tammy's like, oh, he's gonna die. Oh no, yep. no, now he's gonna die. Oh no, he's gonna die now. You
3: fooled me, Marvel. You fooled me. I
0: really fooled me once. Mhm. Uh, and that's the end of the episodes, guys.
1: We did it. We have
0: no Easter eggs because Den of Geek are not doing Easter eggs anymore, and I've kind of told you most of them as we were going through. As we were going through the episode, so, so we're going to skip Easter eggs, and now it's time for quotes. Uh, John, do you have any quotes, sir?
1: Truth is, I'm killing time. Killing time for what? Why do you keep looking at her? Because I need to kill a few more seconds. Okay, I'm good.
0: Agent Nadim,
1: I'm here for my client. Yeah,
0: Yay! Cool. Awesome. I'm going to do that. Like when someone asks me what I'm doing in the future, I'm going to be like I'm killing time, and then just act really sh- shifty, like I've got a plan. I don't know. I don't know what you know when I would do this, but I will.
1: I mean, you know, first you have to come up with a really shifty plan.
0: I, I can. I, I'm good at coming up with shifty plans. I mean, this is something I excel in. Tammy tell me a dingy dong dong day. Have you got a quote?
3: Yeah, I have um, when Father was talking to Karen. I have a choice of evils. He blames me for the ones I choose. I thought that was so sad.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I thought the quote you were going to say that irritated you from Todd was when he says, nothing's permanent, Karen, not even the Buddha. (laughs) I was like, you're such a douche. He
3: really... I mean, his other line at the his very first line we hear him say is attachment is the uh, suffering shut the fuck up Todd. get out of
0: here and then he's like oh namaste (laughs) yeah
1: that was i I almost forgot that was my other quote namaste (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah
1: todd is terrible i need to know if there are people like todd in vermont like if that's what everybody's like i mean
3: between todd and how about the the officer that the cop was that that was at the diner that his thing was, Karen, hon, you're starting to re- remind me of my wife. I don't like it. Ew. Stop yeah. it. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, that was pretty awful.
0: Yeah. I have a quote from Brett, which is they can kiss my police blue <laughs> ass. Like, yeah, Brett.
1: He's Way to hell. go, Brett. Uh,
0: and I think I have one more, which is foggy, which is that building falling on you really did mess up your head. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, it
3: did. Um, I thought Maggie was on fire today too when she was like, you know, oh, the whole thing awesome. about being a moral person, asking that question, and then she just tells him, "My good friend died here tonight, protecting Karen Page from evil." And mm-hmm. she was, it was like that was the end of that conversation because Nadine was yeah. not going any further than that.
0: Maggie's the best. She's just awesome. I love yeah. her.
3: And then her, she also had. Few of us get what we deserve.
0: Exactly. No, I I love her. I think mean, she's definitely one of my favourite new characters. You know, in it, she's great. Yeah. Um, right now, it's time to rate these episodes. So, Johnny DJ Johnny, Johnny John John J J Money, you can go first.
1: Well, these were clearly the um, the best episodes of this season that I've seen.
2: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I um I enjoyed Karen better than uh it deserved and i will fully admit that it was not the greatest episode but it did give us some backstory on karen and considering that i feel like that character i mean for tammy she's just completely ridiculous but i feel like the writers (laughs) have really done her a bad like a disservice um and i feel like at a minimum this was an attempt to try and give her character a little balance and explain her and i thought that it was acceptable It was an acceptable explanation for why Karen is the way that she is. Um, That said, it wasn't that great. (laughs) Um, So what is my rating scale? I I give that one kind of a solid middle-of-the-road 5 out of 10. uh,
2: Whoa! Whoa!
1: I mean great I mean, i'm I'm grading on a curve, and I've only got two episodes to choose from. so <laughs> That's true. That is true. so,
2: Fair enough.
1: so <laughs> if, I, if I had watched the rest of the series, that that may have been a a different score, but um it was it was fine. It was uh, it was pretty good. And I did actually enjoy Karen talking to uh, Daredevil um to Matt later. and uh, not not huge on the fight scene in that one. I liked the episode eleven better, and I really thought that it it tied up a lot better in a scene that I thought was going to be a throwaway between Fisk and um, the woman who has his painting. I mm-hmm. Didn't expect to like that scene as much as I did, and uh, it really it really gave his character more definition than I expected, and I I enjoyed it. Um, I I give that one a solid eight out of ten. Nice. So nice. Uh, yeah, those okay? are my ratings.
0: That's cool. And uh, Tammy. Uh,
3: yeah, I mm, I was not happy with the Karen
0: episode. Uh, Tammy, Tammy, hand me your jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: here it is. No. <laughs> My
3: uh, I Love Karen Page jacket? That one?
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 that's the one. <laughs> um, that covers up your I Love Karen Page tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> uh, you know me
3: so well. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I feel like this episode was supposed to endear me to Karen somehow. And in- instead, I was just like, oh, God, she was just a worse person. Like, I guess she's better now. <laughs> but not by much. I just... I don't care for that character. And, and I agree. It's definitely, you know... <laughs> the writers make her story and her character all over the place and Mm -hmm. they 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 almost make use her as a plot convenient sometimes and that's such a disservice to that character and to that actress Mm -hmm. like especially you know i know we we talk about it and joke about it but like especially this whole thing where now she's you know she works as a journalist and she's got this big office and all these things it's like it doesn't make any sense and i don't think that her being in that role services the character at all like she might as well have been an undercover agent like it it would have made no difference because they're just using it so that way she can go talk to people yeah you know so it's it's just kind of annoying um and yeah in this episode like ugh. besides her just being gross and then we had to meet todd and he's just whoa (laughs) um and I also was not really thrilled with that fight scene at the end. I mean, I feel bad the father died, obviously, and I feel bad for all those people in that church that had to walk by a dead body of someone they all knew. Yeah. Um, but I've they've had so many better fight scenes in this season, Jonathan. You should go watch those better fight scenes. Oh, season. seriously. I, um, I
1: will. I will be going back and probably just watching the fight scenes.
3: Okay. Watch the one in the office as well. It's that, that, that's my favorite. That one is my favorite. Yeah. Um, although the one where he side planks is pretty great as well. Yeah. <laughs> side plank one. Um, so I give this episode seven and a half out of 10 emo seniors, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I really did like episode 11. Uh, first of all, all the tension of everyone dying at any moment in time. So, <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know, I I love watching uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. I love watching him. He is great. And they have been having him in scenes with people who are matching him and, like, being yeah. able to really play off of his character. Um, and I loved Foggy just being Foggy and, like, you know, biting his time and just, you know, killing time and saying it out loud. Like, it was so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I really loved that episode, so I give that one
0: 9 out of 10 badass old ladies. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I um, have issues with the Karen episode as well. I, I I find Karen frustrating because I, like I've said a thousand times, I think the actress is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I wish she had, um, I don't know, better not better stuff to deal with because I, I think... Uh, it's just what they've done with the character, but, um, I, I, I'm glad she's not the Karen from the comics. Cause the Karen from the comics is even more irritating. Cause she would have just sat around all the time going, Oh Matt. Oh, how can I marry a blind man? And all this kind of stuff. And it's just really terrible and offensive. Anyway. So the Karen episode was okay. I, I liked the second half of it much more where we get the stuff in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, that one was okay. Uh, I'll give it a 7 out of 10 uh, bloody eggs. Uh, That's for you, Tammy. And um, the second episode I thought was a lot better, and I was originally going to give it an 8, but then thinking about the Vincent D'Onofrio, Lesiae Moran scene, um, which I loved and was so beautifully played by both of them, I'm going to make it up to an 8.5, and that's going to be 8.5 out of 10 uh, squishy jacket heads Or something Squishy, <laughs> <cats>. squishy jacket <laughs> yeah, oh. um, So that gives episode 10 An average of 6.5 out of 10 That's down to you Jonathan Hope you feel bad Hang your head in the chair Yeah And uh, episode 11 Gets an average of 8.5 Awesome so now it's time to hear from our listeners, uh, in some feedback. Um, Tammy, I've sent you a voicemail from Will. Okay. Uh, just let me know when you want to do it, but we also have some emails. We have two emails. Do one should email have one from that. The okay. Um, Jonathan, do you want to be Will for this week? I'm reading, uh, email from Sedna.
1: I, I will. Yes, I will do my best. I'm not going to be able to go down two octaves, but, uh,
0: you but have. I, you have
1: to. It's, I think I can. Wrong. I can. I can
0: go down one. <laughs> well, I'm going to do a semi will. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so this email is from Sedna, and it starts with seriously. What the fuck? Uh,
1: okay. Um, seriously, what the fuck is the point anymore? I can't talk like Will. I'm
0: going to abandon
1: <laughs> this right now. Uh, <laughs> Two to go. Here's my notes on 10 and 11 pre-made pre-cancellation news. Karen's backstory at last, confirming what most of us suspected that the druggy porn stuff came earlier in her life. Hot AF girl on girl action. Oh, we'll stop for a moment <laughs> to just say I, uh, I am not into that, but I was totally into that. Um- <laughs> Uh, Gat dealing with her trailer park boyfriend Who calls her Kay Remember how Foggy called her Kay once in season one And she doesn't like it OMFG Single-handedly keeping her bereaved family and their business together And we finally find out what happened with her brother And how it was covered up OMG, Deborah knocks it out of the park here All Karen's guilt and shame Poured into (laughs) being the flawed, complicated character She is now Oh, fuck. Dex Devil's off to the church to kill Karen. Did Kevin Smith write this episode? Oh, good call. Oh, um, <laughs> no, not Lantham! Oh, his dying whispers for Matt's forgiveness. Weeps. Matt's putting up a good fight until Dex Devil starts wanging rosary beads in the collection plate. Ah, nice comics reversal with Karen cradling injured Matt. Ha. <laughs> M&K playing sardines in the tomb, Matt tripped over episode <laughs> one, and now it's conf- and it's confession time. Matt's the last to know about Wesley oh, and the I first to know it. about Kevin.
0: Good call, Sedna. No. Sorry, I forgot yeah. he tripped
1: over that in episode one. Yeah. Matt's the last to know about Wesley and the first to know about Kevin. And can she convince him not to kill Fisk, newly exonerated, and out in the open? Dex is hearing bees again. Maggie's working on her nun guilt magic on Ray, and Karen's convinced Matt and Foggy won't give up on him. And Karen's convinced Matt she and Foggy won't give up on him. Cries. Foggy and Brett pull a fine move and rescue Karen to NYPD custody and safety, but now raise in Dex's hyper-accurate sights. Lovely scene with Fisk and the owner of Rabbit in a Snowstorm. Even he wouldn't strong-arm it out of the possession of a victim of Nazi art theft. Team Avocado reunion on the roof! Matt apologizes! Hurrah! (laughs) Hurrah! (laughs) <laughs> so pissed off, he does another fucking brutal car killing. Oh Maddie, you're so extra unmasking to gain raise trust. I love
0: you. Cries uncontrollably.
1: Hashtag save <laughs> Daredevil. Hashtag renew Daredevil.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Sedna. Thank you, Sedna. That's that was beautifully done, John. Thank you. <laughs> um yeah, and good uh, good call out, Sedna. Uh do you want to do a voicemail yeah. Tammy? from uh, from the man himself. Hey, Defenders.
2: Uh, sorry I couldn't be there this week, but I wanted to send feedback. Just know that I'm off having fun and doing something for a good cause. Uh, the first episode, I really didn't need to see a Karen flashback. Uh, Karen, I love Deborah Ann Wall. I'm fine with Karen, but I was getting annoyed because I thought the first episode was going to be all about her um, past and She's no Jessica Jones. She doesn't need a flashback episode. I did Ooh. love that scene at the very beginning because oh, dancing because I love white girl dancing. I don't know why, but I love um, we all do. The scene at the church where Matt and Bullseye go at it—that was a really good fight. I love, love seeing those two go. I don't like seeing Matt get beat up, but he got some good licks in there too. I don't know if he's just not still his normal self, or if he's just not as good, or maybe it's the suit that's giving Bullseye the advantage. I gave the first episode 8 out of 10 collection plate Frisbees. Second episode, I know I got really bored with it until close to the end. The scene with Kingpin and the painting, yeah, I see what they're doing. But, I mean, actually... I was kind of like, why are they doing this? But then I think by the end, when you see the look on Wilson's face, uh, when she's recounting what happened, I was like, okay. It's a different side of Kingpin. And Sister Maggie's reaction when she saw uh, Father Paul, is that his name? Why can't I remember his name? Um, (laughs) That was heartbreaking. And it's good to see Nadim actually trying to stand up and do good and help out. Uh, help out Karen and Matt. I gave the second episode eight out of ten. Sizes that Kingpin's heart grew.
0: So, <laughs> Aww. Yeah,
2: sorry I couldn't be there. Hope you guys have a good time and enjoy the episodes. I'll talk to you later.
0: Bye. Thanks, Will. Thank you, Will. Aww. I'm glad he's out there having fun and doing good deeds. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a regular. But Daredevil. (laughs) 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 Or something. But is angsty. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And we have one last email from Elizabeth. Uh, I'll read this one. Hi, guys. Many secrets have been revealed in these episodes. Karen's backstory wasn't exactly what I expected, but I was glad to finally understand her comments to Wesley about having shot someone before and to the socialite about being blamed for her brother's death i was also glad that she finally told matt about killing wesley it was interesting how she told him from experience that if he killed fisk he would never see himself the same way again i also liked how she called him on pushing everyone away including his mother you could tell that his reaction when she admitted uh sister maggie had told her that she was his mother was along the lines of well that makes one of us unfortunately karen didn't get a chance to tell him about maggie's postpartum depression so he still doesn't know why she left i hope maggie and matt sit down and have a heart to heart one of these days preferably before 30 years go by am i the only one who wondered if there should have been a body in the stone box they were hiding in maybe it was just a memorial rather than actually holding a coffin smart of maggie to spot the blood and block decks from noticing it i still like to think they propped the body up in the corner somewhere I was sad to see Father Lantham die, although I suspected it would happen to one of the good guys, and he was the logical choice. We're just getting to know Sister Maggie, and it would be too heartbreaking for her to die just after Matt found out who she was, and before they had a chance to talk about it. That scene, and the one with Karen holding Matt after the fight, reminded me of Karen's deaths in the comics, just reversed. I was glad Karen had a chance to rescue Matt for a change. I enjoyed how Father Lantham and Karen both used Matt's sensitive hearing to get messages to him without anyone else, especially Dex, knowing. It's great that the team is back together and working towards the same goal, even Brett, although he doesn't know the full story. I was surprised that Matt revealed his identity to Nadim, but it would have been hard to get him to trust him if he hadn't. Two more episodes to the finale. Sniff, sniff. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thank you, Elizabeth. I'm hoping that was a sniff because you're sad and not a Karen Page sniff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh I know. Just oh I know. Uh that was our feedback for this week. Thanks guys. So now it just leaves me to tell you guys what we're going to be talking about next week. Final two episodes, guys of Daredevil. Now I feel really sad. <sighs> yeah. I feel sad. Uh, let me just find our summaries. Hang on a sec. I hate that next Netflix time's out, it's so annoying. Gamma. Yeah, I've got a nice close up picture of Matt's weird face. Okay, so next week we will be discussing episode 12, One Last Shot. Fixes of oh, Fixes? Fisk's long awaited reunion doesn't go as planned. Oh, <gasps> guys, you might be on something. Nelson and Murdoch take on a new client who old, holds key information on Kingpin. And episode 13 is called, I love finale. this title, A New Napkin. A new napkin. It's called finale. Yep. A new napkin. Mm-hmm. Mm. In the season finale, Matt prepares to cross the line as Dex becomes more dangerous than ever and Fisk enacts his end game. Okay. Guys, could this end game be the Avengers endgame? <laughs> Maybe his Fisk fingers. <laughs> Maybe Anno is just Fisk painted purple. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> mean just ponder that guys right so that is next week uh jonathan thank you so much for being our guest
1: Ah, oh, thank you for having me
0: always a pleasure never a chore where can people <laughs> hear your dull sit tones
1: uh they can usually hear me talking with you uh uh <laughs> guesting on your various podcasts um i think i think next week i might even be recording with you for uh the calavici fashion cast
2: possibly
0: yay
1: uh <laughs> Anyways, In which sound like it
0: leaps into Bigfoot, apparently.
1: Yeah, uh, that's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Of course, I'm behind on that, so I'm going to have to do a quick catch-up this week. But uh, And otherwise, you know, I guess you could always give me a call. I mean, just message me on Facebook and ask for my phone number, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see where this goes.
0: Who are you going to call? Jonathan! <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, anything else you want to promote, Tammy? I haven't been on Calabici for two weeks, but you can I promote it. I know. Her.
3: Yeah, we're well. I'm tired of doing your job for damn sure. <laughs> so, Claire, come back uh, uh, next yeah, week. So, next week. So yeah, we're, we've only got several, a couple, handful of weeks left for um, Calabici Fashion Cast, and so we'll announce our new plans after that. Because it's
0: going to be our fake true crime crime pro- but I can't speak. Yeah, our fake true crime podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh gosh,
3: we. Need, I. You know, the more I think about it, the more I think we need to do it. I, I do <laughs> think that's.
0: Well. I. I
1: am I will. I will listen to that podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and we just n- take it mad seriously <laughs> when we talk yeah. about these murders on TV. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: But otherwise, awesome. that's it. <laughs> uh, great. Well, Jonathan, it's your chance to take us out with an Excelsior
1: oh okay Uh, since um stanley passed away recently i'll take this very seriously
0: excelsior that was beautiful thank you round of applause and uh and also uh, namaste and namaste and also give me your jacket
1: hey i'm (laughs) not i'm not doing that i'm not even in the car
0: (laughs) (laughs) right thank you for listening you can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DefendersPodcast or on Twitter at Defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives 3.0 unported international licence. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!